Welcome to Thrive with Confidence. This podcast provides insight into the Aquios Alliance, a buying group that connects private practices with trusted vendors and expert support. We will feature discussion with our vendor partners and optometrist members while we explore topics that will empower your independence. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Thrive with Confidence Industry Insights. I am uh, joined today by Teresa and Kendall. Welcome, ladies, to the, the cast. Hello. Good afternoon, Scott. I am so thrilled to be here with you this afternoon. I know. It's exciting. Thursday afternoon. Beautiful Thursday afternoon. I love it. I'm glad you have a beautiful one. It's rainy. Rainy here. So. Well, that means whatever you get, I get in a day. So that means our Mother's Day weekend is going to be rainy. Well, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll take it now. So, well, as everybody knows uh, from the last couple of uh, editions that we've done of this, we get together and we talk about topics that are hot and important to you. And one of the things that got brought up to us is is marketing. So let's let's talk about marketing a little bit. And what you guys are, are hearing is some some challenges around marketing with practices. Well, so kind of a question I'll throw out there is how necessary is it to market yourself when you, you're going to open a practice or let's say you have an associate join, is that something you need to invest time in or, or even invest money in? Kendall, I am, that's such a great question. And marketing is essential for any new doctor entering a practice, a cold start, doctor opening from scratch. There's so much time that goes into planning in opening a practice. We're looking to pick the best finishes, what our frames are going to look like, select the um, the ideal employees that we're going to, you know, take along on this journey with us. Oftentimes, it's like we almost have in our minds that with all of this preparation that we've that we've done to open our business, all it's going to take is us opening the doors and patients flooding in. And that is not the case. You know, we can't just build it and they will come, right? It is, it takes a lot of um, boots on the ground, getting out there, meeting your community, marketing within your community to get your name out there, to let people know what it is that you do and the services that you offer. And, you know, and that's all well and said, but how do people do that, right? Um, and I find that especially if it's if it's a cold start, you know, one of the best ways that I can recommend starting to get involved with a community is joining the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you know, almost every community has one. You're partnering with, with small businesses just like yourself. There are some larger businesses. Make the time to go to these meetings that they have. Um, not only are you letting the businesses of the community know that you're there and certainly they can share that information with others that say, hey, where can I go get an eye exam? But you're doing it to those businesses. You're marketing to those businesses. Hey, I would love to be your eye doctor. I would love to be the eye doctor for your entire team. You know, let's partner together. How can we help make each other successful? So I think for cold starts, joining the Chamber of Commerce is uh, is a fantastic idea. Moreover, not only do you get that um, networking in there, they do a fantastic job of providing their new businesses with a ribbon cutting ceremony. And there's, you know, sometimes I'll get put in the newspaper, everybody gets excited about a ribbon cutting ceremony. So it causes commotion. And where there's commotion, it causes motion and people get excited. So they come to see what you're doing. You know, I I talk that up, I've used it in the past, very successfully. Uh, So just highly, highly recommend 
joining Chamber of Commerce. I agree with that, Teresa. Of A, hopefully your Chamber of Commerce is involved. That is something I will say. You want to check that first to see how involved they are. Some communities are better than others. If your community is not as involved, look to see if there's the Lions Club or some other local society that you're able to be a part of, or at least offer your assistance to get your name out there. But the the grand opening aspect of that is huge to where, Teresa, like you said, that commotion that can cause that. And we usually recommend don't do a grand opening right after you open. Let the, the dust settle, be able to work some kinks out, get your optical ready, work out how the patient production cycle flows. That's the time to have your friends and family come out. But that that grand opening, then that'll help bring in some patients where you know, you, you're you a well-oiled running machine now, that, that practice is ready to go. Get out there and, and run for the mayor of your city. That's what I always tell people, right? Get out there and shake hands, kiss babies, get to know the, the community that you're a part of. And and, and the, the chamber is a great way to do that. Look and see what local events are, are going on, right? So th- this time of year, it's uh, I think it's like a fair season, right? So every, everybody's got uh, some sort of, of street fair or city fair or or something that's going on. And, and this doesn't have to be something that we, we have to put a bunch of money in to set up a booth and, and, and do all of that. You can just be there, be present, and become the the face of of, of eye care for your community. That that's what you you want people to know. Okay, if I'm thinking um, eye exams, glasses, contacts, who am I thinking about? And you want it to be you, but that requires you to get out there. And and I love I love that both of you brought that up. It's a when we look at marketing, I think the conversations can be had. Right? What what do I do? What do I do? How do I do it? Just do. Right. That's it. Take that first step and do something. There's there's a lot there's a lot of great things out there that don't they don't require a large uh, amount of money to be able to do. And, and so I think that that's people are like, where do I put my money or uh, how much is it going to cost me? Things like that. Um, and it's not always the it's not always the basis of, of what's going to create good marketing. Mm-hmm. Especially in today's age where you open up your smartphone and probably one of your top apps that you use is a social media and it's free. So being able to have access to free marketing is, is invaluable just to be able to utilize that. I'll have, uh, I'll have doctors ask me, where should I invest my money for marketing? And, and I usually say, you know, for a cold start, you want to invest in a website, you want to invest in a a logo, be able to have that face of your online presence look polished and presentable. So that way people can see how you want to be portrayed. But I, I don't say go and invest in a marketing company for the SEO, for the social media, right from day one. That is something to be mindful of and aware that those are out there for down the road. Your cold start's gotten off the ground. You've been able to uh, increase some of that revenue per month. Then we can look at maybe expanding those marketing efforts. But the question to kind of ask both of you is when someone's looking at wanting to invest their marketing, wanting or, or where should they put their marketing efforts is, I mean, how do we know that what we're doing is profitable? How do we know it's a good return on our investment? Well, I think the first thing that, I, that I'm going to say to that, Kendall, is social media is fantastic, right? Never everybody is on that to a certain degree, but know your community and know how they 
how they get their information. How do they how do they receive their information? What is your demographic? Some communities are still they're very print heavy, right? So people still pick up a newspaper and and they'll they'll look at that and they they read articles. Some are not. Some are going to be driven more by um, electronic communication. So they're looking at websites. They're they're looking at electronic publications, if, if you will. So know what your community likes, right, and know how they're going to to gain their information. The the other thing is 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 tracking. So Kendall, you brought you brought that up, right? We we have to track the efforts that we're that we're doing. How do we know that it's working if we don't? And how do we know if we are getting that return on investment if we don't track it? So so many times I've I've had these conversations with doctors and we say, okay, well, we did this marketing effort, and so how how's it going? Or how how many patients have have we seen off of this this campaign? Right, whether it be an ad that we did, or maybe it's a a billboard or whatever. And and I and I get the response of, well, I'm I'm not sure, right? I don't I don't know how many how many we've gotten. Is it on your your intake form? Do we have a space for somewhere for for the patients to you know tell you how how they found you? Are you having these conversations when they're in the chair with you? This is a this is a great conversation starter, especially with a with a new patient, right? To be able to go, oh, so Teresa, how did you hear about our, our practice? This is great to, to have you here. Well, I you know I saw your your billboard there on on I seventy and thought to myself, yeah, I, I need to to see uh, go see my my eye doctor. What what better one to go to? So track your efforts. A lot of your your analytics for uh, Google and and your website and all of that that can be tracked easily right through uh, through through companies that you might be using or there's uh, ways to look that up. But other marketing campaigns are, are, are things that need to be done by hand, right? And, and, and know what you've got coming in. So another question that I know is probably on some people's minds where we've been talking about cold starts, but what about those doctors that they're bringing an associate on? They have current marketing efforts in place. They've gotten their practice marketed, but is there anything we need to do for those associates? And I think this is a great timing of this question just because we're, we're recording this. It's it's in May. And so we know that there's going to be a flood of, of new doctors entering the workforce. So what do we need to do for those associates? Again, another another great question. We do hear that all the time. When business owners bring on associates, those associates have the responsibility to go out there and fill their appointment book, right? Again, it's not one of those things where we bring on an associate doctor and all of a sudden their book just magically fills itself. There has to be some action behind that. And, you know, we always look for you know, we talk about referral sources. Who can we get to refer to us? The other providers in your area. I think having solid relationships with them, the the other providers in the area knowing who you are, what you're about, um, and why they should refer to you is important. So I always recommend that associate doctors make a one pager about themselves, kind of like a resume, right? A one pager, uh, you know, where they're located, how they can be accessed, the the different insurance plans that they're on panel for, the type of instrumentation that they have in the practice. So if there's something specific that another provider wants, um, or, you know, a specific type of testing that that doctor wants, he or she knows where to send them and what specialty that doctor has. Um, so being able to go to these providers or, you know, send them that one pager, make that personal introduction goes a really long way. If they don't know you, 
they're not going to refer to you. So again, you know, boots on the ground, make an appointment and the, the gatekeeper to these providers is always their front desk. So I always say, don't go empty handed, bring something that has the, um, you know, some marketing for the practice. If it's, even if it's business cards, you know, a, a treat is going to go a long way as well. So bring the pie while you're at it. I love pie. I wish people would have brought me more pies when I was in, was in clinic one time. One time. That's why I said it. I had I, pretzels all the time, right? I got, I got pretzels, but the person that brought me the pie, I always remembered. I think it would be cool along, along those lines too, to, to think outside the box of who are our local places that you can partner with when it comes to, to, to marketing. So it's a, uh, well, do I need to go go out and buy pies or um, is, is there a delicious bakery that we have near us that, that would like to partner with me as well and, and, and go to, you know, um, Kindle's cupcake shop and, and I'm going to say, hey, Kindle, here's the deal. I'm a new optometrist in, in the area. And one of the things I like to do is I like to take treats to some of the other other, other practices around. And, and I would love to have your treats be the one thing that I, I bring and deliver. Would you want to partner with me on from, from a marketing effort? It'd be a great way to get your name out there as, as a local baker, right? They're going to try these things and go, got to get some more Kindle's cupcakes, right? Um, and so this would be a, a way to not only help another local business, but also ease the, the cost of your marketing as well. Teresa, I love that you added on there that put what specialties do you provide? What instrumentation? What can an optometrist do? I know from being in the optometry field, it's sort of a, well, yeah, duh. We know that they, what they can do. They do comprehensive eye exams and glaucoma checks, foreign body removals. There's times that people don't understand the, the difference in an optometrist between an ophthalmologist. A lot of times people think of an optometrist as just the, that routine vision exam. And that word routine, it's not even used anymore because the, the scope of what they can do is, is so broad where being able to define that to those places that you're going for referrals, even like a, uh, a hospital's emergency room, let them know that you can do a foreign body removal. You'll be surprised how many people will go, really? You can? And there you might have just earned a referral from that. What about schools? Kendall, you brought up a, a really great uh, point that there's a, a common misconception about what our doctors can and can't do. What about visiting some, some of the schools and school nurses in the area? What, what do you guys think about that? I would say don't miss out on that opportunity to definitely reach out to those schools and make a connection, especially when it comes to back to school time where kids are having orientations. Part of that orientation is those vision screenings. You can offer to go help with those. Help the school nurse do that. Bring some of your equipment there, some of your tools to be able to assist that. Because then if you see that child that I'm not going to say that they fail vision screening, but they need further testing. That's where you can pull the parents aside and say, hey, we think that your child needs some additional testing. Here's my business card. We're happy we have availability next week for you. And I know some of you are probably thinking, wow, I've, I, I live in communities that have very large districts and there's schools everywhere. You know, we've got elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, there, there's you know private schools, public schools, there, there's schools everywhere, right? Which is fantastic. How in the world do I find time to go and, and, and connect with all of these people? 
some uh, some districts will actually have a, a a district head nurse that you can meet with, right? So this is going to to ease that a little bit to be able to say I, I'm going to meet with this one person and and let them know what I do, what I can do, how can I how can I help, right? Not even from a screening standpoint, but just to educate the nurses about what are some things that that are going on out there, right? If if, if they see something, they hear something, and they need to put that through to a parent. Does this does this child need to go to the emergency room? Maybe not, right? Can they go see their their local eye care provider? Yeah, we can we can maybe do that, which is going to ease some stress on some parents. I think another another um, addition that we can make for for schools is athletic directors, right? Let's talk to some athletic directors and 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 have it. Let's just talk about that. What if something happens to it to an athlete, right? Once again, is this is this something that can be taken care of by an, an eye care provider? Could be, right? So this is uh, this is something that we can help uh, people understand. What can we do as as optometrists versus what we can't? And I'll even say. Just offer to go talk to teachers or be able to send out some material to teachers to show them or inform them of the signs of when a student might possibly be struggling to see the board, struggling because of their vision. It's not always going to show itself in the form of that child squinting and trying to lean closer to the board. Sometimes it's they're distracted. They they, you start seeing their grades slip just because they can't focus on the material. Um, so being able to help teachers see those signs so when they can help notify the, the parents of that student to encourage them to go see an optometrist. Is marketing something that, that the doctors have to do on their own? Are they alone in this venture of, of marketing or are there resources for them and companies to help them out? There's there's companies out there to help them out, but there's also their their staff. You talk about them being alone in this. They shouldn't carry that burden on their shoulders alone. You know, if they have uh, opening with a front desk employee, opening up with one optician, uh, though your your employees can absolutely play a, a huge part in some of this. You know, grassroots boots on the ground marketing uh, to to spread the word. And then, you know, the the different vendors and companies that are out there that help with exposing the practice as well. If your office, if you're looking for ways to increase your marketing efforts, looking for something maybe a little different than what you've been doing to maybe give your marketing a refresh, uh, reach out to your advisor. They'll have ideas and they'll be able to connect you with any vendors, be able to help reinvigorate that marketing plan if you have one or if you're still if you're needing one reach out to Aquaeus Advisors. We'll be able to assist you with that as well. Um, we've got some great Aquaeus Alliance vendors that can assist there too. But reach out to us at info at AquaeusAlliance.com. That's info at A-C-Q-U-I-O-S-A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E.com. Thank you, Scott, Teresa, for joining me with Industry Insights. Thank you. Thank you. First of probably many conversations over marketing, just because this topic is so, so broad and there's so many points to talk on. Um, so if you're listening and you're wanting to learn more about another area of marketing, please let us know. Again, email us and we're happy to, to touch more on that. But I hope everyone has a great day and a very happy Mother's Day if you're listening to this when it's getting released on Mother's Day weekend. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.